What up, Buzz? You tapped in? Okay, Goose, you tapped in too? All right, Chicago, y'all tapped in? All right, boys, let's crack them. Feel like Mike in the fourth with the ball in my hands and I'm taking a shot. I'm the king in the madhouse on Madison, whether I make it or not. Now the crowd going crazy, they watching the play and I'm watching the clock. Got my shot in the air and the buzzer go off and I'm watching it drop. This team did things, MJ shot city six rings. D-Rose too big, too fast, too strong history. And we good on that, put Jilla on the track and we good on whack. Three, two, one, everybody say bulls on tap, bulls on tap. Our city pretty and gritty. Benny the bull in the crowd getting hyper and litty. Me, I'm so drippy and slippery, nothing offends me. Banners on banners, we winners. We got the stats in the news. Go and subscribe, hang out with Buzzy and Goose. Tapping with us, we the truth. Jilla just murdered the booth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I'm your boy Buzz. I'm joined by my dude Goose, aka Bulls Script, and we're here after a Chicago Bulls victory. Though it can't just be a victory, there has to be a black cloud that surrounds it. Before we get into that, be sure to go on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap and on Tap Sportsnet. Following Goose at Bulls Scripted, me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, five-star rating and review, because that's cool and tough. If you need a last-minute gift, go to foco.com for your favorite sports fan, whether it's a family member or a friend, and get yourself a cool little Benny the Bull bobblehead reindeer guy. I think it should be there by Christmas if you order it now, but you really need to do it now. Um, if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter, go over to YouTube, on Tap Sports on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, hit the little bell. Anytime we go live, you will be notified. Goose, Bulls win this one, man. Uh, first game uh, that they've won in – like with the last five because they've lost four in a row. Yep. Uh, they win this over Miami 113-103. to 103. Played a little bit sloppy at times, but we're really clean tonight for the most part. Uh, Big three has a huge game in response to all of the news that broke today. Uh, first of all, I'll let you talk about what you want to talk about and say hi. Hi. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, obviously always feels a lot better to win than it does to lose. Uh, Bulls started out this first quarter pretty strong. Zach hit three threes in a row. Uh, kind of in the middle of the first there, uh, looked really strong, kind of responding to uh, the, the allegations, the rumors, the, the potential of uh, the confirmation of the shit hitting the fan. Um, but the Bulls still had five turnovers in the first, and they came out in the second, and they looked like crap, and it was like, oh, here we go again. Right. Uh, another team without their star players, and we are about to blow this. So, uh, luckily, in the third, the Bulls did find their bearings. And as you said, the big three uh, kind of carried this home. Uh, Vooch sealed the deal with a couple big threes in the fourth there. Um, I did find the first possession of the game uh, where Goran Dragic entered after his comments uh, post-Minnesota game. Kind of kind of felt like he was throwing some shade at Zach and comes in in the first offensive possession Zach whistles the ball at that man and he kind of has to do one of those uh tap it with the palm so I don't jam my finger uh, and we ended up getting assist out of it but that, that looked like a little bit of hostility in the ball there I was uh I was a little taken back by that but um I do think Zach took Goran's comments to heart as well as maybe a couple other people's because uh, I did see Zach turn down a couple of bad mid-range shots and make that extra pass tonight. Um, and like Gordon said, you have to trust your teammates. Kobe White hit a couple of big shots off those passes. Um, 
So I, I guess we'll see how the team continues to respond after a win tonight. But without Jimmy Butler or Kyle Lowry, I really can't take this game all that seriously. Although I, I did learn that Victor Oladipo still plays basketball. Oh, God damn. Yeah. Um, so it was a must win for them, probably personally. Um, season or not, on the line, whatever, I, I still am uh, maintaining my thought that I gave in the last episode. I'm pretty much both uh, feed out, especially after the reports that came today. If you did not hear about the reports that had come out today and you're just joining us now or listening to this in the morning. Um, there was a, a few player-only meetings, uh, apparently, where what we talked about Billy saying in the last episode about how people could talk all they want, they need to back it up. Uh, there was a, quite a few team-only meetings where nothing changed. Well, on Sunday, I guess that boiled over the top, Goose, and there was confrontation at halftime in the locker room. Now, what's really funny to me is a tweet that Drew Stevens put out. They get into it during halftime after letting 71 points up, Goose, before you know the second half. They get into an argument, and in the second half, they let up 79 more points. So take that for what you will. But um, as the day progressed, and our buddy Joe Colley was throwing this shit out there, and Casey's confirming it from his end, uh, the last really report of substance that came with it was a lot of players are mad at Zach Levine. And I was like, wow. You know, because I know we talked about that a little bit. And to have what we talked about, like, obviously, we, and by what I mean we talked about is we literally just talked about it. I spitballing ideas, right? We we have no idea what the fuck's going on in there. We're not- well, it was two or three episodes ago, probably somewhere in the middle of that Knicks back-to-back. And I think it was no, the first Knicks game, I, I believe, maybe. It was the first or the second one. We began to just question, is there hierarchy issues? Yeah. Is X contract with DeMar's success becoming – an issue for this team where last year it was buddy, buddy, uh, you know, new friendships, new relationships, new duos, both are leading the league. Call themselves the best duo in the league last year. Yeah. So you you have all the hype and the happiness in the first season. And then the second year, um, even though DeMar said in the off season, Zach staying was big for him coming here. Zach gets the bag and, Really, the game plan stays the same with the king of the fourth being DeMar DeRozan and not Zach Levine. And I I guess Zach's probably salty about that, but the rest of the team's kind of salty at Zach for not realizing that we don't give a shit if you make more money than DeMar. At this point in time, we trust him more. He's the more reliable player in the clutch, and you, you can't be taking these poor shots out of spite or because you don't feel like you're getting yours. you got to yes. make an extra pass. you so, got to be a team player. What I found interesting is like reading different uh, thoughts from either people just on Twitter, a couple of verified sources outside of Cali and um, Casey so Johnson. Put one out too. Shams, Shams, Shams puts it out. That's when he yeah. knows it's real, real. Right. Shams tweeted it out. And there's a few others. Um, what I found interesting was in one of the comments, Zach wasn't happy with how things were going. He was not seeing eye to eye with the organization, particularly the coaching staff from Billy down, Billy down. Um, Now, listen, we have questioned Billy here and that, and, you know, Billy even kind of alluded to that too. And this is what, you know, I've been a Billy defender and I think you'll admit that I have been a Billy defender, but what I didn't like is how, like we go back to his last presser and how he was saying, it's like, Oh, your turn, my turn. When he said that, I'm like, well, isn't it your job to stop that? You know, like, 
right? Isn't it your job? But anyway, he he just letting them doing it. I could see that pissing off Zach Levine. What's pissing off his teammates is, is his lack of defensive awareness or effort, his low IQ shot taking, and this hierarchy issue. I'm hoping that this argument maybe turns some things around. As good as they played tonight, and as much as Stacey King wanted to convince you that this is going to be any different, they get in there and play like the way they did tonight, with you know, against a team with everybody. They're going to get they're going to get killed when they were too sloppy. That second quarter yeah, was absolutely no, if, terrible. If Jimmy Butler is playing for the Heat tonight, and the free throw di- discrepancy isn't what it is in the Bulls' favor, um, I, I don't know that we're able to talk about a win. Uh, the Bulls got tossed the bone tonight, and unfortunately. Um, it's at the point of the season where most teams are looking at the Bulls like a night where you can rest your stars and you can give your players the night off. Um, big question once again, after tonight, after a win, that was handled pretty easily, but you did see Zach Levine in there to uh, close to the buzzer. Does Zach play tomorrow night? With all this criticism, with yeah. everything going on, uh, it's, it's pretty impossible from his standpoint to not play, right? Unless... I mean, the last back-to-back we had, he ended up playing, but his answer to the media was, I want to play, I plan to play, but Billy's was, it's up to the training staff and da-da-da-da-da-da. So uh, kind of conflicting there in the sense that the player is always going to say, I want to play outwardly because that's that's kind of their job to to play. Um, But is the training staff going to get in the way or are we going to see Zach against Atlanta tomorrow? This was horrible PR today. Okay, the Bulls don't want to keep the Bulls don't want to fucking lose again. Zach Levine plays tomorrow. Our our Taurus Carter, we listen, what we want never matters. Okay, our Taurus Carter Chauvis and Mark Eversley want continuity. They do not want to blow this up and admit failure this quickly into their tenure. That's not already seen them yet. Oh, you're and you're not gonna. You're not gonna. I'm probably gonna get whacked by them, dude. My, you know, because I would talk shit in my article for ontapsports.com today and not about them or the moves that they made because I do not, I, I'm not going to sit here and sound no, like we, a hypocrite. We, no, I can say in high. That, we covered the, that two episodes ago. There's, right. there's situationally, it is really hard to criticize them for the decisions they made right. to push full forward ahead to be the opposite of what we were, which was a full fledged disaster. Right. We've at least gotten excitement out of this. And although the shit's all over the walls at this point, um, both of us agree that it's hard to overly criticize the decisions that they made given the situation they were in. Right. And again, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that, but I am still disappointed. I haven't seen them. Um, no, that's, and, that's BS. And, and that's why I put out there what I put out there. And this is where I am an extra Billy defender because listen, man, like if the team on the court is performing pretty terribly and you have pieces there that can work together, then you, you know, you kind of go at Billy, right? And you're just like, hey, man, you know, you have some complimentary pieces to A, B, or C. Why aren't they getting in more? Why aren't they part of, like, why aren't we running these kind of plays? In this sense, we have a team that even a novice fan, nine times out of ten, especially during that four-game losing streak, and all season long can see that don't fit together on a consistent basis. And you got Billy taking, you know, blind well, you bullets. Billy taking everything. He's, uh, he's taking blind bullets because he can't that, answer. For that me. poor man is most definitely earning his extension right now because he is taking the heat and all the criticism and all the questions that the front office is supposed to be out there and taking as the meat shield because on top of dealing with the media right now, Billy has to deal with that locker room. 
That's right. not something that this front office is dealing with on road trips, on day-to-day basis, during practices. They get to go hide in their office and stay in the ivory tower up in that glass box that we saw at the Advocate Center. They don't have to come down um, and converse and throw themselves in the middle of this. Uh, Billy might not be invited to the player-only meetings, but he feels the heat of the aftermath of those meetings. Right. Um, he's got to find a way to mend those relationships and get these guys to play together on the floor. Um, and luckily tonight they were able to band together good enough against a broken heat team to, to do so. And look at the percentages and the efficiency too, across the board from those guys, Goose. And this is again, like I, oh God, I said it last episode. I want to sound so goddamn negative brother, but I 13 for 17 from Vooch tonight, three for five from downtown against, against a center. Right. He played a hell of a game. And they looked for him, and they tried to establish him. And, yes, sometimes that works, and sometimes it doesn't. But when it works, I'm glad he took the most shots out of the big three tonight because who was the one cooking the whole time? Him. Which is crazy because he had the most difficult matchup. Right. On top of that, I look at DeMar. I felt like he was patient. I felt like he was trying to make the extra pass, not in a forced way, but if it wasn't there for him tonight. I didn't see so many, I'm in the mid, I got to take this shot from him. And same with Zach. And Zach showed some shit on defense today, too. He, he played with hustle. They all three of them. Did they have their lapses during the game? Don't get me wrong. When I actually saw Zach Levine smiling quite yep, a yeah. during the game, which, yeah, so, given given the reports today, was, I guess, encouraging might be the word that I'm looking for. I uh, I have no idea. Like I said, I, I refuse to, to you know, I want to be realistic, but I want to praise as well. No, I, give, give me a three-game winning streak, Miami, Atlanta, and New York. And we'll before, talk. Before I get some real things have changed, optimism back into me. Right. But tonight against a broken team outside of that second quarter and the start of that third a little bit, uh, it was a lot more positive. The body language of the team did seem better. Um but we got to see if that carries forward and if we get healthy competition against these next two teams. Um, but either way, a good start to changing the tide or getting us fans to feel maybe willing to be hurt again uh, would be a three-game win streak against three Eastern Conference opponents that really are um, somewhat in the same tier as much as we've slid and fallen. If we want to make the playoffs or sneak into the play-in, these are the teams in the middle of the conference that we're going to have to continue to beat to do so. Oh, well, absolutely. Absolutely. But, I, I again, I look at this and they I mean, maintaining this kind of volume every game and efficiency from these guys is not – the numbers aren't on their, on their side, you know. But if they can pull off, hey, you can do anything. Anything can happen. Maybe, maybe they figured it out together. Maybe Billy's new rotation helped attribute to that. Our uh, guy – Finally, I finally made it to Facebook to see your Patrick Williams for uh, Jordan Clarkson trade. Mine? I thought you brought that up on another episode. Somebody. Oh, you, I brought you, it up because somebody put it on there. Yeah, you know, yeah, you weren't happy with it at all. That's the. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I know. I, I guess I should elaborate a little bit more for everybody. I was going to say, I don't, I don't need another episode. guy that's not going to I don't need defense. to put that on you. Yeah. Uh, you you yeah. brought it to my attention. I finally made it to Facebook and I was like, oh, wow. They, they really just shared like the points per game and were like, you trade Pat for him and this is how many more points per game you're going to get. And I'm like, no. No, not, you don't. You don't get how, how that this, works. It's not how this 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 operates at all. It's unbelievable. I, like, just yeah, another, what we need another guard who doesn't play defense. Yeah, no. I mean, like if you're trading Kobe White in a second round pick for him, kind of thing, like young, unproven six man option for you know more 
definitely proven kind of six-man caliber guy on a team that might decide to tank, even though they don't have to if they don't want to. Yeah, cool. But P. Will for him, no. No, yeah, that was kind of kind of odd to me as well. Kobe White uh, started the game off hot, really, really cooled down, but played some good defense tonight. Uh, St- again, Stacey King called him, uh, and he's turning into a fine two-way player. Um, you know, Stacey was hyped up about the win tonight, though. Like I said, I can't blame Stacy at this point of the season. You're Neither looking for, for anything you can spit out that makes you feel good. I don't know that the words two-way player and Kobe White will ever came out in the you know the same <laughs> sentence for me. Um, but, hey, if Kobe can turn into a two-way player um, and, and Pat keeps ter- de- developing into a two-way player, well, maybe we don't need Lonzo Ball back. Maybe, maybe we can be real contenders, Buzz. We can do it. Yeah, okay. Um what did you think about Billy's uh, new rotation? And what, what I mean by that is, um, you know, he kind of alluded to it on Sunday when he was talking about Goran Dragic. Uh, but Dragic is uh, taking the place of Io DeSumo right now. And I know Io DeSumo is on his way back from that injury, but um, he brings a little bit more pop to the offense, a little bit more veteran leadership. I only gets five minutes tonight. Um, Andre Drummond was not going to get in that game if Derek Jones Jr. could have stayed in, in it. Um, there, I don't know if that was a groin issue or what happened. I think, oh no, when he got the call to finally go in, I don't know if it was Billy or a different coach that said something to him, but I'm not the greatest lip reader, but I got uh, fuck that uh, out of him as um, he was getting put in, whether that was in regards to what they were talking about his assignment, what he was being asked to do, um, his body language when he entered the game. Was, oh, defeated was, as fuck. Defeated as fuck. Not good. Um, and I guess I don't understand that because, you know, prior uh, to this slide, or I guess towards the beginning of this losing streak, he was one of the, the talking points that we were excited about, his aggressiveness. He's coming off the bench um, with Dragic. He's rebounding. He's scoring. Or, well, so, not scoring. but you So know. the Dragic one, I guess, doesn't really surprise me just because he is your veteran. And if the season is going south and going sideways, uh, you might not have him very much longer. So you got to boost his value. Um, Io's coming back from that injury. Um, obviously, if you trade everybody off, I'm sure Io gets a lot of burn. But for now, the way things are going, I, I can't see that hurting Io's contract negotiations come the offseason really is a, is a bad play he, here either. I think there's a lot of things at play there, but. Uh, the veteran steady hand that actually can be a playmaker for this team is getting more burn and trust from Billy. And at least tonight it worked out uh, for somebody that's been as vocal as he is since arriving here. Uh, it's nice to see him, I guess, back it up, so to speak. Um, but it once again, only one game against a team with uh, lacking their guard depth and their star players. Yeah, I um I got to bring up another thing about a player on this team. Patrick Williams is very bad at basketball. I know we were just talking about him when you said the Jordan Clarkson trade, but my God, did he look like shit. I just want to throw that out there real quick. I apologize. Wait, wait. You mean he should win the matchup against Duncan Robinson? He shouldn't look look like a scrub defensively, and he should maybe be able to post that guy up? I'd rather have have Haywood Highsmith. Oh, shit. Sorry, not fucking sorry, dude. You know what I mean? No, I mean, it's it's tough, but we just keep drafting these power forwards that don't know how to post up little white guys, and it's 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 defeating. Yeah, like, I man, just, he's supposed to be this monster athlete, 
And you've got Duncan Robinson, who I get is like 6'6", 6'7". He's a big guy. Uh, but he's not a big guy. Right. Like, and you're getting these mismatches in the post, and you're not even getting a shot up. You're not even getting in good enough position. He went, went two for eight, man. Mismatch. He went two for eight. Two for eight. I mean, that, these are the things I'm looking at is exactly what our boy C Red UK said when he got in got into the chat here. You know, yeah, it's a win. The streak didn't end. We stayed with this team. Can't get too high about the W, but we did what we needed to do. And he's right. You beat a team you were supposed to beat. You know, um, you beat a team you're supposed to beat because they're shorthanded. Um, the players that I was looking for to do something to respond did. The big three responded, and they did it efficiently. I'm just going to read a couple stat lines. Seven for 13 for Zach. Three for eight from downtown. Four for five from the free throw line. He finishes a plus 21 in the plus minus. Wait, 21 no, points. So- Seven board six. Zach's main threes came in that first quarter, then. Yes, sir, they did. Um, Caruso only took two shots, uh, had seven points, hit a three, uh, two for two from the free throw line, seven, six, and three, and three steals for him tonight. 29 for Vooch, 12 boards, two assists, one board on 13 to 17, three for five from downtown. Uh, no free throws for Vooch. 24, five, and five for DeMar DeRozan in 39 minutes, 40 minutes. And then, like I said, the Pat, I already read the Pat Williams line. So it's those are the notable hurts. stat lines tonight, uh, besides Andre Drummond, seven hurts. minutes with one rebound. Still kind of hurts to hear you read that DeMar DeRozan had to pay, play 40 minutes tonight to beat a Heat team that was that decimated. Like I said, that's why you just can't get too too high. Um, I do agree with Morris here. Um, Zach dropping seven dimes is noteworthy. Yeah, I mean, but Zach, Zach was doing that last year, man. You know, I mean, here and there. I mean, he averaged, what was it, like 5.6 assists a game? Last year, so he had his yeah, moments of especially, especially with the extra on ball opportunities right now. It does seem like yeah. he is getting the opportunity to um, run this offense a lot more uh, without a point guard, really, besides Dragic. Um, and that's that's a lot where the criticism's coming in, though, too, is that you do have more responsibilities and opportunities in this offense, and you can't be using them on horrible shots. So, right. um, luckily tonight. Uh, obviously he seemed to make the right play more times than not, and that, that's encouraging going forward. They played it, and again, I, I, it's good to win. It's good to win the game. They did play some good defense here and there. Again, like we pointed out, they had their lapses. But you can Miami also shot 15 of 44 from downtown, Goose. Yeah, no, they were not shooting well from three. No, no. They shot 34% from downtown. They shot 46% from the field because more than half of their total shots – came from downtown the bulls attempted only 31 they had 13 i mean and that makes sense without jimmy butler kind of your your game stopper that gets to the free throw line and plays the drive and kick game yeah pretty much arch is chucking and praying yep and that's basically what happened you saw that entire you know hero for a minute was starting to worry me a bit you know because I, I felt like he was kind of finding a groove and it just it just never came on and then duncan robinson that that motherfucker can move without the ball man it's a work of art, like how he moves without the ball. All of a sudden, like he's on the elbow, then all of a sudden he's in the fucking corner. Like, I mean, that quick. It, it, but he's yeah, we, we, we don't have anybody who can do that. No, we don't. God, would it be nice. God, would that be nice, man. Having Vooch in a post-up opportunity or something like that, have somebody move off the ball, be scared of DeMar DeRozan as he sets the screen at the mid. Even just to have freaking Max Struess back. Yeah, how funny is that, huh? No, that's crazy to think yeah, that he had ACL with us in the G League. And now, I mean, kudos to him. Happy for him. Glad to terrible see that. Terrible game tonight. Yeah. You do terrible. <laughs> yeah, he went one for nine. 
he he was bad tonight, man. So either way, still still happy to see that he's kind of carved out a nice NBA role. And oh yeah, thirteen a points a game is averaging. That that this Bulls team uh, could use. Um, yeah. But uh, how do you feel about the Joe Cowley uh, apology tour? I just want. I just wanted to ask you real quick. I mean, we referenced Joe a lot on our show because we've gotten gotten pretty close with Joe. Um, And Joe's always been a really cool guy towards us. Yeah, uh, love Joe. You know, sharing info with us and kind of keeping us in the loop and also joining us on the show occasionally uh, to to chop it up. Um, And I think it's funny because, as we often point out, the the hardest part about Joe's shtick, as much as you you don't want to like it as a fan, He's usually making really good points that you just well, don't. You put, it, you put it in the perfect way when you explained him in that one episode. What was it like? He finds like there's a little bit of truth that exists in this realm, and he decides to exploit it until it yep. pisses you off. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And and he's been doing this spiel with Zach Levine uh, pretty much since the Bulls traded for for him, and Zach came back from injury. Um, he didn't really want Zach to get that first contract. He really didn't think Zach deserved uh, this max contract. And unfortunately, to this point of the season, Joe seems right. The team has turned on Zach. The coach has turned on Zach. If the season keeps going this way, the front office is going to turn on Zach. And it's it's one of those sad but true situations. And yeah. uh, and Joe's right in this situation. Um I just he called it the he literally titled it the on his Twitter the Joe Colley like like apologizing to Joe Colley tour or some shit like that and I'm just like, apology tour and I'm like Jesus Christ dude like this guy is just on one right now he's sending out receipts you know he's fucking retweeting from like old Twitter accounts from like two years ago that are probably not even active anymore like saying that how much of a moron he is that this team's gonna do something you know um, hey, I mean. <sighs> It is really crazy to think that, you know, even I believe I was one of those morons, by the way, Goose. I was one of those morons for a while. Well, I mean, but even fans like ourselves, like we weren't fully sold on Demar coming here before we saw Demar play. No, 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 absolutely not. We 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 weren't sold on that fit. We didn't think that the three alphas were going to be able to really, you know, be what they were in that thirty-five games. We were shocked. Um, how well everything fit together and how quick it came together. And yeah, you know, the only thing that I thought would have worked was Vooch and Zach. I thought that was going to, I personally yeah. thought that would work flawlessly. I did. Yeah. No, that, that one you could see working together, but adding that, that DeMar deal into there uh, with him and Zach being so similar, you really, everybody was questioning it. national media, Bulls fans on down the line. That's why that 35 games, you, you had to give Mark, in AK, their rose is almost prematurely because it was like, no, I didn't think that was possible. Oh, I was ready, give, I was like ready to give them fucking keys to my house. So I was like, yeah, you come, you come party it up anytime you want. You brought us back. We're fucking cool again. You know, like, you know. So, so to now see what we all kind of expected and anticipated this to be from the jump, kind of falling to pieces after getting that taste of what, what could actually be and what they might have saw putting this together. Um, it's rough. So let's, let's string together a win streak. Let's, I guess, fix the morale in that locker room. Let's get on the same page as fans, front office and team. And, uh, let's, let's see if we can do the playoff day. Uh, but otherwise 
as most of us have felt the majority of this season. We're fully expecting and ready for pieces to be shipped off because it's being confirmed in the media that things are really hitting the fan here currently. Right. Um, so our next game is against Atlanta, and that's tomorrow off of back-to-back. And as you pointed out earlier in the episode, the heavy minutes these starters played well outside of Caruso, but that you know the heavy minutes the starters played the big the big three played tonight. Uh, they're going to go up against Atlanta, who's coming off two straight wins, um, one over the Hornets and one over the Magic, in which they saw DeJounte Murray. You know, uh, he's returned since we have played them. They have no injuries currently on their injury report tomorrow, and they're coming off a night off. Um, so, I mean, the, we can't look at that as a negative. You, you're going to play healthy teams? Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I, I, this is, I, this is the first game where scared. – Yeah, no, I mean, it's scary, but – there's no excuses. You go out and get a win against this healthy team, you can genuinely change the narrative and the morale in this locker room. Because that's so, going to be a tough stretch, Goose. You're going up against a team that's in fighting to be in the playoff picture and made a huge move this offseason to be super competitive by getting Jonte Murray. You're well, they've got their own locker room turmoil. They, they sure do. Player and coach. And then after they play them on Friday night, because they the play the Knicks. And the Knicks have won eight in a row. They absolutely demolished Golden State tonight on TNT. Demolished them. Well, no, they were up 30, and you could still hear Tibbs yelling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Tibbs, is, Tibbs has found a little bit of lightning here that's starting to work for him. Um, we've seen Tibbs yeah, do this no, a lot. They will be crazy. dead soon because, they've, you know, he played. got Fournier and Rose, two of their highest paid reserves, kind of their, their big free agents from not this offseason but the previous offseason, just riding pine. And they got these young guys just doing it, except for Cam Reddish. He's he's not allowed to play. I know he's not allowed to play. He's not allowed to play. Um, so the Bulls have a big test in these next couple of days, man. Um, after that, that two away, they return back to United Center Monday, December twenty sixth against the um, Houston Rockets. So those are the next three. Next two are tough, and they're both away. And after all of this. No, I mean arguing is, and all whatever that's going on. This is this is the kind of test you re- need right now because at like optimum, you know, contention ranking, Atlanta and New York are the teams in the tier with the Bulls. Um, clearly better than the Bulls to this point of the season. Clearly better, uh, probably going forward for the remainder of the season. But if the Bulls pull this together, those are two teams that you are in that same kind of four through seven, four through eight um, kind of ranking when things kind of break down. So these are the teams that you need to prove that you can beat and you can, you know, contend with going forward if you want to keep this show together. But if you guys want to be shipped off one by one and, you know, get new houses in new states, then drop the ball again because that's that's exactly what this test is these next two games. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just reading a quote here from Nikola Vucevic that we'll kind of end the show with because it's off of a win. And if people are listening to this on their way to work, I want them to walk into work not pissed off after us talking about a win that we're not really – we're happy we won, but we're not over the moon about and about a day that reports came out about in locker room fighting. Nikola Vucevic said what happened at halftime on Sunday was no big deal. And heated conversations happen all the time in pro sports. It comes from a place of care. That's what Nikola Vucevic said to the media tonight. So that 
is what we'll leave it on. And we'll give this team a chance to uh, change our minds in three games. I'm confident that won't happen. Um, but, hey, we'll see. We'll see, right? I'll, <laughs> I'm confident it won't, but I'm going in open-minded. Hopefully it does. Hopefully it does, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll see if any more heated arguments come out of the next two games against two Eastern Conference opponents. I, I guess we'll ride from there. But but for the night, we, we get to go to sleep as Bulls fans with a win, and hopefully that gets to carry on for more than half a day when uh, we, we meet up with the Hawks again tomorrow. Absolutely, absolutely. Everybody, be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap and on Tap Sportsnet. Following Goose at Bulls Scripted, me at Buzz on Tap. Go over to the YouTube, please, on Tap Sportsnet YouTube channel. You guys have gotten us like a crazy amount of subscribers within the last like two weeks. So thank you very much for that. Hit the little Especially bell. Especially given everything that's going on. Oh, yeah. No, we really appreciate it too because uh, this, we haven't been very happy lately, but. You we like need to, you right now. Help maybe us. this is good for business when we're mad and sad and people just want to follow and be like, wow, these guys' lives suck. You know, I <laughs> misery loves company. It sure does, man. It sure does. Also, go to foco.com if you need a last minute gift. Get yourself a cool little Benny the Bowl uh, bobblehead like this guy. We'll That's be back. To- it doesn't even matter if it comes late. That's true. That's true. If I just had a picture of it in a box, I'd be happy with that. I would be. Very, very happy with that. We'll be back tomorrow night after the Bulls take on the Hawks and hopefully start a winning streak. Let's go, Bulls.